Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Today on CityCast Philly, I've rented all my life. Now, living in Philly, I've lived in some great renovated apartments with beautiful outdoor spaces, some places that had really great neighbors. And of course, there was that one house I rented. Ooh, I'll never go back. But my kids are growing up and we need more space. So is it cheaper to rent or buy a home in Philly? It's Monday, June 5th. I'm Trinae Nuri, and here's what Philly's talking about. Mikael Bond, you're the residential real estate reporter for the Philadelphia Inquirer. You recently wrote about a new analysis by the online real estate brokerage company, Redfin, that says in March, buying a home in Philly was slightly cheaper than renting. I mean, price-wise, how much are we talking about? What's the difference here? Yeah, well, it's it's funny because, or maybe not funny, but <laughs> depending on where you stand, but this really goes back and forth. I mean, uh, it depends on the month, really, and the quarter we're talking about whether something, you know, home renting or home buying is more affordable. Because I wrote, uh, you know, last year, you know, renting was more affordable in certain circumstances in Philadelphia and other counties. Um, And now fast forward to March 2023, and it's uh, a little bit cheaper to buy rather than rent. About $130 per month. Which does add up. So I was about to say that's not much of a difference. <laughs> it's not nothing, but right, right. but it's uh it's, it's slightly cheaper uh, to buy. So it really is just kind of based on your personal choices about whether you want to buy or rent. Um, so it's it's just kind of where you are with your your life and life stage you're at. Uh, if you're moving around a lot or you're staying put. Um, just a lot of factors go into it, but one of them that people think about is, you know, the affordability. And so this is one small piece of people's uh, kind of calculus when they're trying to figure out whether they should buy or rent. Now, do we know what the typical amount or like the average amount people are paying for rent these days? So Redfin looked at um, 50 kind of, of the most populous metro areas in the country and that analysis found that in most places across those 50 U.S. metros, it's cheaper to rent compared to buying. And so Redfin found that the typical rent is $2,715 and the typical monthly mortgage payment was 3385 So that's a difference of $670 per month. So keep that in mind. So that's nationwide. And then in Philadelphia, our, our region, our general area, monthly rent was about $2,000 and monthly mortgage payment was 1869 So 
uh, it's flipped in terms of whether it's it's cheaper to buy or rent nationwide. Um, in most metropolitan areas besides Philly and a few others, it is cheaper to rent than to buy. Okay, so if a mortgage is slightly cheaper, if I'm a first-time home buyer, is it really easier for me to actually buy a home in Philly? That's a good question because with this Redfin analysis, they looked at monthly costs of owning versus renting. So that means, you know, for renting, your rent. For homeowning, it means your mortgage payment. And they included insurance in that and uh, interest rates. And so that's a very basic way to look at housing costs. Um, Because we all know it's not just, as a homeowner, it's not just your monthly costs that you need to worry about. You have to worry about upkeep, you know, maintenance, and just kind of the things that come up if your water heater dies, your AC dies, something like that. And Um, taxes too, right? Right. And and taxes and, and things like that. So this is a very kind of basic level comparison here with this one analysis, but so much more goes into the calculation of whether to the buy or rent than just your monthly costs of paying your mortgage. And one thing that is really a, a big barrier for a lot of folks, especially first time home buyers, is the down payment. Mm, so the cost yeah. that you have to pay upfront, and it's pretty large lump sum of money, that that doesn't come into any of these calculations about monthly costs, because it's not a monthly cost, but it definitely is a cost of buying a home. And so that's a barrier for a lot of people because you have to save up a lot to be able to buy a home. And so there are people who can afford the monthly cost of owning a home. The monthly mortgage is no problem for them. Maybe it's around the same as what they're paying in rent. But that first upfront cost is what keeps them from being able to buy a home. Are there programs in the city that will help some of those initial costs when purchasing a home? Yes, definitely. The one one piece of advice is always to talk to your your lender first and kind of shop around for lenders too, because a lot of these these banks and mortgage lenders they have first time home buyer programs, so they'll help you with some of the costs uh, or have some kind of incentives for you, especially if you're a first time home buyer. Uh, but if you're in the city, um, Philadelphia also has a program called Philly First Home, and so that's a down payment assistance program where you can get up to ten thousand dollars towards your initial costs, so closing costs, including down payment. And um, that's a, a program that you know is relatively new. It's only been around for a few years, and it was actually uh, it had to be stopped a few years ago because there wasn't enough funds for it. A lot of people wanted, wanted the money, of course. <laughs> Everyone wanted a piece, yeah. <laughs> and so they ran out of money. And so um, I wrote last year, it was about a year ago now, last May, the city brought it back. So now it's back. People can apply to get that money. And it, you do have to go on go on the website, Philly First Home. There are some you know requirements that you have to meet to be able to be eligible, income requirements, things like that. So if you're a you know, first-time home buyer and you're looking for some help, that's a good place to start looking. That's a great tip. And like you said, this all comes down to affordability and preference, right? Now, I guess in general, could you talk about some benefits of home ownership? Sure. Yeah. Well, so, you know, 
it's a choice, a personal choice, right? So um, depending on your different circumstances, it might make more sense to rent or own. But some of the benefits of homeowning are the, the equity that you build. So you're paying off your mortgage every month and you know, more of the home <laughs> technically is yours. And right, so, belongs to you. <laughs> right, and so instead of the bank. So right. um, you're, you're paying that off. And so, um, you know, you can use that equity that you build in your home to, you know, take out loans, to pay for education, um, start a business. Uh, you can use that equity for you and the, the goals that you have. And then when you, you know, of course, when you eventually sell your, your home, appreciation being what it is, you will most likely have a profit when you sell your property. And so you can use that to buy, you know, another home or do whatever you want with that. And so that's something that, you know, gives a leg up to folks who already have a home that they're selling to buy another one and why they have a leg up over first-time home buyers. Because first-time home buyers, first time, they don't have that property to use to, to kind of move up to a different, bigger property that they might want. So um, if that's, that's kind of another issue of there's a lack of starter homes for people kind of to start on that ladder of building um, equity and home ownership. So, you know, the, the lower priced homes that people need to start out with, there's fewer of those. And so it's, it's harder to get into home ownership and then kind of use that in other ways to, you know, build up your wealth. Mm -hmm. um, most of the families in the United States, the way they build wealth is through property ownership. So, you know, that's something you can leave your, your children, grandchildren, that wealth that accumulates through the years. So, Mikael, I was driving around North Philly. So we're talking around Spring Garden to Girard Avenue. So like Northern Liberties Temple area. And I noticed that there are so many apartment complexes popping up. What are the pros and cons of renting a space in the city? Yeah, I mean, as you said, there's a lot of apartments <laughs> coming up in the city and it's easy to look at them and say, you know, who is buying all or who is renting all these, I, right? I say that too. I'm like, and you know, it's cool though, because I do see, you know, some little green spaces available for folks. Sometimes I see those gyms if I'm like peeking through the windows. I can, well, I'm not crazy, but I, I, I see the gyms um, that yeah. they're uh, building for this you know, particular complex. So yeah, I was just wondering, like, what are yeah. the pros and cons of renting? Yeah, no, it's a good question. And it, it goes back to that issue of kind of personal choice. And so what do you want out of your home? So someone who, for example, doesn't know if they're going to stay where they're at for a while, um, they may not want to buy because, you know, they might move in a year and it just wouldn't make sense to buy and then turn around and sell a year later. They wouldn't have that price appreciation that they'd want. And they might even lose money uh, if, they, if they hold on to their properties for that short a time. So if you're someone who doesn't know where you want to end up, if you're moving a lot for work or for job, you know, different opportunities, uh, renting is, could be a good choice for you because you have that flexibility. You know, after that year's up, your lease, you're free to go elsewhere if you want right. to. Right. So, you know, but that's they a, do uh, raise the rent sometimes. <laughs> they do. Right. We're, 
we're going to get into the, some of the cons, but right. the, as a pro, you know, you, you're able to move around. And if, you know, your your rent does go up in one place, you could look elsewhere and see if, if um, another spot is more affordable. So that, that's one pro is, you know, if you're a more migratory person, if you're um, not going to stay in one place for a while, you look into renting as, as an option. Um, and you just mentioned kind of the amenities. A, a few years ago, one of my colleagues kind of, I don't, she, I don't think she term, she coined it, but there's a, a, the idea of amenity wars. And so these apartment complexes, they're trying to a- attract renters. And there's so many options for renters now that, you know, how do you attract renters? And one of the ways that these properties are trying to do that is by offering all these amenities. So, you know, a a pool, a fitness center, roof decks, dog parks, greenhouses, things like that. All these they things t- they that, let you know, like uh, the coffee shops and grocery stores nearby, and right, yeah. exactly, and and what schools are what nearby, schools, yeah. parks are nearby, those kinds of things. So not just right, not just you know the properties amenities, but the neighborhoods amenities. So yeah, they're, they're, the apartments are really trying to attract people that way. Um, because there, like you mentioned, there's just so many apartments that are available, and uh, yeah, so that that's one way. But so that's a, that's a pro for runners, though. If you want to have those amenities, and you don't want to, you know, pay to have um, your own pool or do the upkeep for that, or you know, a gym membership or things like that. So those are those are some pros for runners. Now, you also recently wrote that. Philly has a reputation as an affordable place to buy a home. What is it about our city that makes that possible? Yeah, so our area, the Philadelphia area, our prices, our home prices don't appreciate as fast as other parts of the country. We're more stable. So we don't have the wild swings up and down like some other places do, kind of boom towns like Austin, Texas, where things just kind of go and especially during the uh, pandemic, just kind of shot up. So that's that's a pro for us, just our kind of our steadiness, that prices kind of move more incrementally. They'll go up, but not as far or fast. And just kind of the, where where we are, where we're situated between kind of major cities of, of New, New York and D.C. on the East Coast, we're more affordable than those places. So prices aren't as high, renting or owning. And so uh, the one thing, too, I want to note is that they're relatively more affordable home prices here. And so there are going to be people who can't afford to be homeowners in Philadelphia, um, even though compared to you know, the more expensive cities, you know, it's not as, as expensive. So um, I don't want to um, kind of overlook that because looking at our incomes here, they're pretty, pretty, pretty low relatively. And so there's that balance there between home prices and, and incomes and our low incomes are, are really what make homes unaffordable here and not high home prices. There's the um, other aspect of kind of what is affordable, what's affordability. Right. And so the kind of federal definition is if you spend less than 30% of your income on housing, then that's an affordable home. Um, wow. And, right. And so it's it's one of those things where, okay, <laughs> I just what don't want to really put my whole paycheck in my rent or my mortgage. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's 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 one of those things. And it's been talked about whether we need to kind of rethink that percentage or kind of. <laughs> yes. A lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people pay more than that. So. 
<laughs> I'm putting in my request. We need to change this. Um, so looking ahead, right? what are the projections looking like? What could change in the next year? Well, one thing that has been changing and uh, we'll keep an eye on it are mortgage interest rates. So just in the past two weeks, the average mortgage rate for a 30-year fixed mortgage, which is the most popular type of mortgage, it's shot up and it's creeping towards 7%. It's what, 6.79% now. So that interest rate has been climbing up recently. It was really low um, you know, a couple years ago in the kind of throes of the pandemic, and then it's just been creeping up since then. But watching to see what mortgage interest rates do is going to be big in the coming year because, you know, it really can depend. Um, mortgage interest rates and what they are can really decide whether someone can afford a home or not and how much home they can afford. So someone who might have been able to afford, you know, a $200,000 house at a 3.5% interest rate, that same house at a 6.5% interest rate is unaffordable. Um, so they have to kind of lower their price range, what they're looking at. So looking at, at that, and, and we've been told for a while now that a recession is coming. Um, so what happens with people's jobs and inflation and just the cost of everything going up and that leaves less money for things like, you know, paying a, a rent or mortgage. So um, those are the some of the things that just kind of keeping an eye on in the next year to see uh, how they um, how they have big effects on the housing market. So if those mortgage interest rates go down, then more people will be able to afford homes. So we'll, we'll have to see. Residential real estate reporter for the Philadelphia Inquirer. Thank you so much for breaking this all down for us on CityCast Philly. Thank you. We'll have a link to Mikael's full story and Philly's first home program in our show notes. And here's what else Philly's talking about. We've been seeing a lot of junkyard fires in the city lately. Philly saw two scrapyards burn last week alone. And many people say they have seen smoke and smelt burning trash and tires. Billy Penn made a list of junkyard fires that have happened in the city over the past 12 months. You can check that out in the Hey Philly newsletter. And Wildcats Revenge, the newest roller coaster at Hershey Park, is now open. According to 6ABC, this is the first ever hybrid roller coaster at the park. So what this means is that it has a steel track with a wooden frame. It also comes with a 140-foot hill a plunge into an 82-degree drop and speeds up to 62 miles per hour. The name Wildcat's Revenge pays honor to Hershey Park's first roller coaster, which was called the Wildcat, which was purchased back in 1923. And with more summer fun just around the corner, you'll hear our CityCast Philly Summer Entertainment Guide later this week. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with someone you know who is deciding on if they should rent or buy in the city. Rate the show, leave us a review, and hit that subscribe button. Be sure to sign up for our morning newsletter too. It's called Hey Philly. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. 
Bye. Bye.